Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Frenchie is here. We are going to talk a very small amount of news, discuss Gateway this weekend, just in case you forgot or you haven't seen our tweets every day this week. It is on USA Network. It is also, or if you have Peacock, it is also on Peacock. If I hear one person complaining about either of those, I will send. I will send you a bag of melted chocolate. <laughs> I was trying to think of something like not offensive, because I could have gone a lot worse uh, there, but I didn't want to be too mean. You know what melted chocolate might look like? Exactly. Yeah. So people may misconstrue That's that. That's fine. It's if it's just okay. melted chocolate, there's no no harm on my conscience. So, starting the episode with a non racing racing thing. We saw drivers take vacations and whatnot during the off week and and whatever. So this question is two-part. Did you get to enjoy your off weekend from racing? And B, if you were going to take, let's say you're an IndyCar driver, and you were going to take a vacation, you know, three, four days on an off weekend, where are you going and why? Does it have to be within the U.S.? It can be anywhere in the world. Okay, so did I enjoy my off weekend? Uh, yeah, I did. I went to my parents' house on Saturday and hung out with them and let uh, my dog play with the family dog. So that was pretty fun. And then on Sunday, went to my girlfriend's family house and saw some of her like extended relatives that were in town. So a lot of family time, not really relaxing, but um, yeah, it was good. What about you? Did you enjoy your... Uh, off what did again? I do? Well, Saturday, my date and I hung out for the afternoon. Friday, I know I hung out with her, the same the same lady who, for some reason, likes to hang out with me. I don't remember what we did. We weren't home, but I don't remember where we went. You go to the fair? I no, thought? I went to the fair during the week. Oh, okay. But I like le- legitimately don't remember what I did on, on Friday, and it was like... Four days ago, five. I don't know if I heard the verdict from you. On oh, we'll the, the we'll fair. get there. We'll get there. Don't worry. Okay, I'll def- definitely talk about the fair. But okay. Friday, uh, we probably went to the bar. I'm I'm guessing we went to the bar. We did something, you know, bar and dinner wise. I just really don't remember where we went, like even a little bit. So I can't I can't help you with that one. But it was it. It was fun. I mean, I had a good weekend. Sunday, Sunday, uh, I did nothing. And by about 10.15 in the morning, friend of the show and occasional F1 guest Sarah Levinson and I were texting. And I was like, Sarah, what do people do when there's no racing on the weekend? Like, I know there was NASCAR, but like, I mean, we all know I wasn't watching that. Oh, there was Formula E though. That's the other thing I did. Uh, I watched all the Formula E. Yeah, racing. I still haven't gotten there. I I I read all about the races after you were texting me about them, so I like know what happened, and you know, so I, I know what happened. I just haven't I just haven't watched it yet. But oh, Friday! Oh my god! Now I remember. We went mini golfing with Matt Gruenholz, and then went Got to a Mexican restaurant, and then watched a movie. So yes, I do. For some reason, talking about Formula E reminded me of what I did what I did on Friday. <laughs> but 
I was so bored. And I love off weekends because I don't have to travel and run around a racetrack. And I know give give it a couple weeks when I, you know I'm home home permanently. I'm gonna be bored out of my mind. Yeah, and wishing I was traveling. But yeah, I'm gonna try to go back to Philly. Maybe watch like the season finale or the Portland race from Philly. But who knows? You know, plans always get moved around last minute with how much gas costs and everything right now. It's are you gonna drive? To yeah, Philly? because I want to bring the dog to Philly. So got it. And he's a he's a little big to fit under an airplane seat now because he's so tall and lanky. You know, he's not he's not too heavy. He's just tall. Just throw a disguise on him. No one will know. Yeah, what am, like he can just take the seat next. What to am you. I going to do? Make him look like a, a a baby? I don't know. <laughs> and okay, part two of part two of this question. Yeah, I like somewhere tropical generally. So I don't know. I'm headed probably somewhere in the Caribbean, but not one of the. Do you say Caribbean or Caribbean? Caribbean. Caribbean. Okay, and I did I just say yeah, Caribbean? Yeah, psychopaths say that. Okay. That's like uh, Michelle also thinks I'm a psychopath because I um, pour the milk into my cereal bowl before I put the cereal in because otherwise there's like you can't tell how much cereal like or how much like you don't know how much milk it can just get soggy. Everybody who's listening we're gonna have to have a talk about this now. Do you put the milk in first or the cereal in first because I think Frenchie is a psychopath right now. I think you waste a lot of milk when you fill the bowl with cereal and then you put the milk in because you end up pouring a lot more. But, oh well. I don't eat cereal that often, so it doesn't happen that much. But anyway, I just exposed my uh, weird habit, I guess. Yeah, I would say, so typically I'm a beach guy. I like sleep on the beach all day and whatnot. Yeah. But, so that would be my answer nine times out of ten. But just to be different, because I was thinking about it when you were talking Somewhere, like, on a lake, like, in the wilderness, you know, like, Colorado or something like that, that's just, like, totally quiet and, like, sort of removed from civilization. Because there's still a season to come back to, so it's not like the off-season where I'm going on a longer vacation, per se. So, that would be my answer. Grab a canoe and float in the lake for a couple hours or something like that. Would you camp, though? Or would you have a house camping, dude. Look at me. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I, I don't, I I don't want to camp at a racetrack. Camping. I'm definitely not camping in Colorado. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, State Fair, since we talked about it, it was like the topic before we talked racing last week. I went to the State Fair with a date, yes, and it was a lot of fun. I saw a lot of wild... This is all the same woman, by the way. Like Mike has been talking, I believe, about yes. the same date. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's not being a player. No, 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 no. That's not my style. But... I, like I said, still can't figure out why she likes to hang out with me, but maybe she can provide some clarity on, on, on that, or maybe somebody else can provide some clarity on that for us. But I can yeah, ask. Yeah. So I saw a lot of livestock, goats, sheeps, sheep, sheeps, cows, horses. Uh, the barns all smell awful, as you would expect, but. I thought seeing the horses was really cool because they're so big in person. Like, you, you kind of forget how big they are, like, when you see it on, like, Yellowstone when you're watching TV or whatever. But, like, so that was pretty cool. The food was good. The f- Actually, I had a 
I had a pork tenderloin from one of the stands, and it was super overcooked. But so, but the, a lot better than undercooked. Yeah, yeah. It, but it's like it was like dry at that point, so I was a little disappointed. But so a lot of the other food looked good. I also had fried Oreos and a fried Reese's cup. And let me tell you, uh-huh. as the kids say, that shit slaps. It was amazing. <laughs> that was like. We were like, we're going to eat these because it was just like it was like two Oreos and a Reese's cup. We're like, OK, we'll split these and then we'll go get like a milkshake from Dairy Barn. Everybody in Indiana knows Dairy Barn is like the best milkshakes. Oh, I've never. Heard yeah. Of Dairy place. Barn gives free milkshakes and stuff out on Carb Day to the media. I don't remember if you. I was not there on Carb Day, unfortunately. You weren't. Wait, no, I was. Wasn't yeah, I? you were. Fast Friday, you weren't there, but Carb Day, you were there. Right. Okay. I know I was. So I didn't see a milkshake. Yeah, it was downstairs on the third floor. Maybe wow, it was I Fast Friday. Used... Now I'm confused. Okay. Either way, then that would. Make either sense. way, it was. I mean, it's very good. But after, even after just two fried Oreos and a fried Reese's cup, we were like, "Yeah, there's. I'm. I'm stuffed." And then, yeah. going way out of my comfort zone, even more than I already have, after like walking through the shops and whatnot, I saw a country concert, mm-hmm. and. Is it just a local No, band? it's Trace Adkins, who's like... Oh, I know yeah. that name. I don't know if I know I didn't know any of his songs. Uh, he's very talented. Like, I don't I don't know how to... You know, I, yeah, I, he's got one song that... It's called Honky Tonk Padonka Donk, which... Uh, ah, you know, yes, I know I that I did one. know that one, yes. But he was... Ve- wow, we sound so... Old. Like, not yeah. country. Yeah, well, that. that too. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not gonna lie... I don't know anything about country music, so it was interesting. It was a lot of fun, so yeah, it was it was a good experience. I would definitely go again. I think it ends in a couple of days, so I don't know if I'll be able to, but yeah, it was fun. So we have just two minor bits of racing news to get to before we talk about Gateway this weekend. The first, I'll, I'll give both is the same time, then we can just go through opinions. Christian Lungard had his what was already a multi-year deal with Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan restructured. Still a multi-year deal. I'm guessing it gives him probably either more money or more job security or some sort of combination of the both. Or maybe an option year was converted to a you know, standard year or something like that. We're going to call it the safeguard our future from Zach Brown clause. <laughs> probably. Yeah. And Elio Castroneves will be back in the 06 Meyer Shank racing car next year. So, thoughts? Uh, the Lungard signing is, I think, great because he looks like he might be the future of RLL. I don't know. Jack Harvey has not really shown what we expected of him there. Hopefully, he will join Lungard sort of up towards the front, and then we can have them two kind of carrying on the success of that team when Graham eventually retires, which I don't know because it seems like he probably has the busiest like entrepreneurial, like business schedule of any of the drivers. He's got what dealerships everywhere. He's got a whole bunch of stuff going on. So every time he opens a new place, I'm like, Hmm, is he going to keep racing? But I mean, I, I'd love to see him keep racing, but we'll have to see what happens. Yeah. Agreed. Do you have any other thoughts? I didn't want to cut you off before you. Yeah, the Elio one, I'm not as excited about because I think at this point he's shown me 
and I am biased a little bit against Elio. He's never been my favorite. Um, that he would be better suited to probably just an Indy 500 only entry and that you might want to put someone else that is a little bit, I don't know, younger, more well-rounded. That might be the future of the Meyer Shank racing team in that car. But I don't know. When you win an Indy 500 for a team that had never won an Indy car before, I think that gives you a pretty long leash. And especially when you're Elio and you're super famous and really good with sponsors, it's hard to fire him unless he's just like awful and just binning cars. And he's not doing that. I mean, he hasn't been impressive, but he's he's still like running with the pack. Yeah. Has he he's probably been in what, one accident this year, maybe two, and I'd have to imagine at least one maybe ne- wasn't necessarily his fault. So I don't Let me look at yeah. what how many races he's retired yeah so good question on that it's fine you know i'm I'm with you on elio but he does a lot of good for the sport as indycar gains more and more momentum those things are super important and i'm sure he does a lot for mike shank and jim meyer yeah he's also like the last brazilian guy in the series at this point right are we officially counting canon out of IndyCar at this point? Well, but I mean full-time. Full yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, fair. And so that's a big deal because the Brazilians, I mean, they love their IndyCar and I guess Formula One, just racing yeah. in general. So that market's important, I think. Yeah. And Lungard, super happy for him. I know four wheels and an engine, but I have come around on him the last probably two months. And he's been super impressive. Also, that orange on the car in Nashville looked really slick. Just a little yeah. slight, side, side note. But he's been very good. He's definitely been the best RLL driver this year. I, mean, I don't want to say by far, but you know, he's been the most impressive this year. And I think at some point, whenever Graham decides to you know just become a team owner and a business owner, he... he there is there he's in a good spot to take over that that you know quote unquote number one car so all good on that one yeah he's nine points behind graham in the championship which is like nothing wow for someone who's a rookie yeah yeah okay so we have the bomberito automotive group 500 which is this says 260 laps i thought eric smith told me it was 200 laps earlier today maybe that's been updated now we are going to double check our sources on this one. Well, I will find out. Yeah. If you go to, uh, actually, I have an email. I might have deleted it. The Fast Facts email. Hey there. My name is Michael Laminato, and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. 
Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcast. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today. Anyway, while you're looking at that, just in case you forgot or you haven't heard us talk about it like at all this week, the race is on USA Network or Peacock. So don't forget, watch it. And if you didn't, if you don't watch it, DVR it because these things matter to the whole numbers thing, which confused me still. But we have Ed Carpenter on the list this weekend, so we are back up to 26 cars. Practice one. Practice and qualifying is all on Peacock. Practice one is at 1 p.m. local time Friday. Qualifying is 4.15 Friday afternoon. Then there is the High Line practice. So similar to Texas where a handful of guys went out to rubber in the High Line. This time we have one car from every team except Foyt. You're right that it's 200 laps. It is 200 laps. So the IndyCar app is wrong. Yeah, I'm seeing on the um, Bomberito, like the Worldwide Technology Raceway website, when I pull up the IndyCar schedule, it says that the race is 200 laps, 250 miles. Okay, so the IndyCar app is incorrect. Anyway, then, so there's the Highline practice, which is the first, I think, half hour of, of practice two, give or take, and then... It, and every team gets like one car to go out in that, right? Except Foyt. except Foyt, yes. And every team who every car who does it gets an extra set of tires. Which I can't remember. Do you get? Did you get an extra set of tires to do it in Texas? I don't I think you would have. Yeah, had to. I don't remember at all. Final practice is seven forty-five that evening, I believe. We're gonna pull up another schedule here just to double check. Oh, I have the schedule right here. The Bomberito. I got it. It's oh, it's page. cool. Uh, so okay. qualifying is 6.15 local time Friday. Mm-hmm. Then the you know practice two where the, the high line practice later that night is the USAC Silver Crown stuff, which is always pretty fun to check out. I don't think we watched it. We just stayed last year, but we'll, uh, we'll have to see. Oh, we have a special guest for Pit Lane Parley this weekend. Host the Fourth, Host oh, yeah. the fourth is hanging out with us. So uh, he is not working. Because if he worked, he would tell me what I'm doing wrong every 15 seconds, and you should ask this or you should ask that. So um, my mom has told me she will tell him to be on his best behavior this weekend. But we we will see if that if that works. I'm saying this now because there's no chance he listens to it before I see him tomorrow afternoon. So I am I am okay. Not on the plane, maybe? What if he listens to it on the I plane? I don't think he will. Oh, okay. He'll probably work on the plane or something. Then, let's see, Saturday, there is some stuff in the morning, Indy Pro 2000. Indy Lights race is at 3.15 local time. It's 75 laps, which is a lot for Indy Lights, so should be a good battle there. 
The race TV coverage starts at 5 local time, 6 Eastern. Green flag is a half hour later. It's, yeah, this says 200 laps, 250 miles. And then Mm -hmm. afterwards, I know Cassie was asking this. Afterwards, there is the post-race fan track walk slash victory lane. And then... Oh, yeah, that was fun last year. After that, there is a post-race concert on the Midway stage. So... Tim McGraw again? (laughs) Probably. I honestly have no idea. So yeah, it doesn't say who it is. Yeah, Gateway, really cool oval where you 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 can't really be. I think you can be flat out a little bit in three and four, but in one and two, you you definitely cannot be. So I love Gateway. They they do a great job. There's tons of food trucks. The track is great. The drivers like it. You get a little bit of bumping guys side to side a little bit. So you know the New Garden Pass on Pagano a handful of years ago. The short slash intermediate oval racing in IndyCar has been fantastic the last few years at Gateway, whatever you want. I guess Gateway is not really a short, short oval since it's, what, like technically over a mile, I guess, 1.2 miles or something like that, 1.1. But, yeah, so it's it's good. The weather looks good. 1.25, yeah. Yeah. The last couple years, Gateway's been like 900 degrees. My only gripe with Gateway, and this is not Gateway's fault and this is not IndyCar's fault, is because of TV, because of NBC, the race is, I think, two hours earlier this year than it's been in the years past. So it won't even end when it's dark out. It will still likely be light out. Now, unless there's a rain delay or something like that, like, things happen. But I just wish maybe it started an hour later so we could finish under the lights. Because night oval IndyCar racing is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I went to Texas one year when it was a night race, and that was pretty cool. And then last year, I went to Gateway. I didn't have media access, so I ended up, what, sitting in the stands for that? You were um, with... And it was pretty cool. Matt and... Stig, Donetsky, yeah, and uh, and Jeff. Yeah, other Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Yeah, so if anybody has suggestions for good places to eat in St. Louis, please let us know. I could use some good recommendations this year. And yeah, I guess I guess the only thing of note uh, importance is anybody who is more than 108 points out of first place after this weekend will be eliminated from championship contention. So right now that would be anybody from Oh, I can't. They they don't let they don't make me do math here. 108 would be anybody from seventh back. I think. Yeah, Ross. I think it's like 11th on going into this weekend. I think it's like ninth or tenth on back is still eligible. But after this weekend, it will drop to 108 points on Got it. on back. So you so Pato needs to do really well, and and McLaughlin, I think, to uh... yes. In the champion, I would, and I guess even Polo because it's really like a top four right now. Yeah, to, I I agree. I think Polo, McLaughlin, Pato, realistically, like that, they all want, will want to at least podium this weekend. Rossi, I think, is too yeah. far gone, and that's not. He also, I think, expects this to be a shitty race. I'm pretty sure he said okay that they're going to be terrible yeah. with their short oval package. Right? <laughs> yeah. Good. Thank you for reminding that before we we did prediction. We make predictions, but is there anything else? Gateway, yeah. Come say hi to us if you're there. 
We're yeah. all we're both. This is my last in person race. This of the is my season, last so. in person race of the season. Oh, it is for you too. Yeah, okay. the uh, flight no Laguna. flight costs for Laguna are just not really all that worth are worthwhile. And because, as you know, we are working on something pretty big behind the scenes. My time. Wow, you just teased that. Yeah, big time. my time will soon need to be spent doing some other project work for the 2023 gotcha. season. So I just figured, you know what, I might just watch it at home or maybe there will be a watch party to go to somewhere nearby and I can get out of the house for a couple hours that weekend, but probably not going to be there. And Portland, I don't have any interest in going to Portland, even though it's the Road to Indy finale. So, Have you been to Portland before? I've been every remember. year they've had a race, yeah. Oh, okay. You just you, you so, don't like it for some reason? No. So last year, if you remember, Portland, the time of the year was right around when something else was going on in my life. And sure. and Portland, the media center is like a tiny wooden box, like half the size of mid-Ohio with no air conditioning. Oh. So in the afternoon, no air yeah, conditioning. the sun comes right into the media center and you bake. And I remember looking over at Arnie and somebody else, and they were sitting under the media center desks because it was just so unbearably hot. It's just like, it's just not fun to work there. Like, it's a cool track. The track is really cool. Yeah. But the media center setup is is just painful. So I will, I'm going to take that one. Just that'll, that'll be a watch from the couch weekend. Yeah, we can watch them have, like, 20 restarts trying to get through the first corner. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we'll keep this episode short. Mr. Malukas will be joining us next week. Due to He's going to do well this weekend, I think. We need to do predictions. Yes. But I think he's going to do well because remember what he did last year in the Indy Lights races? Yeah, he dominated. Yeah, he absolutely yeah. destroyed. So I, I think – and then Sato in that uh, – like, has been good there. And so, and Grosjean was good. He was, too, yeah. Last year, that was like that where was his he oval debut. Some, yeah, so I really think that uh, Malukas has a good shot. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to talk to him. I like think he'll be no very hungry after the way Nashville ended for him as well. So. Oh yeah, I think he topped the test too, the rookie test. Did he? I did not see the results for that. I heard it somewhere that he topped the rookie tests, and unfortunately, what I think it was all the rookies and Dev or Dev not Devlin Dalton that did the tests, and I think Dalton was actually the slowest out of even all oh, the rookies. Dalton, you're such a kind, kind, lovely man. He's doing some cool stuff on uh, Twitter these yeah. days. Yeah, that's why I said that. That's why I said it that way. Yeah. Okay. Predictions. We'll keep this short. It's a compact weekend, so we're going to keep the episode short as well. Oh, before before we get to predictions, let's give a shout-out to both of our sponsors this week. Java House, the best coffee, best cold brew coffee I've ever had. A couple of locations in Indy, really good, really nice. And if you can't get to Indy, go to javahouse.com, use promo code PITLANE10, and you'll get 10% off every time you order from there. Actually, somebody in the middle of when we've been recording has placed another order because I get like a little notification. So thank you to whoever the oh wow the most cool. recent order was. I appreciate you. We love yes, you. We love you unconditionally. And 
uh, also to Athletic Greens, athleticgreens.com slash emerging for five free travel packs and a year supply of vitamin D. Take control of your health without buying 87 bottles of vitamins, and we'll just keep that at that. So, predictions. Let's let's switch up this up slightly. We're going to keep the same average finish style, but we're going to do one driver from the first seven in the standings, one driver mm-hmm. from eight to fifteen, and one driver from sixteenth on back. Okay. So we'll alternate. So you can go first. Okay. Then I am going to take Connor, who's in sixteenth. Okay. As my first, because the gateway tends to be a really good track for him. So I have. Hope. I will take Malukas. Oh, I forgot that. I, I never thought to look down there for him. Oh, that's so mean. No, I just mean I expect him to be higher up in I the know, standings. He's been shafted a few times, I think, with you know no fault of his yeah. own. Damn. Okay. Um, eight through fifteen. I'll take Colton. He tends to do well at this track. I think he's going to be the standout Andretti, as usual. Okay. I will take 8 through 15. I will take Felix. Okay. 1 to 7. I am going to go with McLaughlin. Let's, Let's see what he does this weekend. I think he's been good at Gateway in the past, and his oval... I heard somewhere that his oval career is like eight experiences basically gone on oval, and he's finished in the top five four times out of that. Yeah. Which is pretty impressive for a guy who's so new at it. I will take willpower. He's always pretty damn good at gateway. So, yeah. All right. Well, again, if you're at gateway, come say hi. If you're not, the race is on USA Network or Peacock, so... This might be your last reminder, depending on when you're listening to this. It follows the Xfinity race. Okay. Which Xfinity race is at Watkins Glen this yeah. weekend. And the, the we didn't talk about this in the F1 episode. We mm. should have. Kimmy's racing at the so Glen. So is uh, the Torpedo. Yep. Um, which would be interesting to see. But th- we know how road course NASCAR finishes. I guess all finishes at, of every NASCAR race tend to go. Where there's like 70 million overtimes. So... We have 30 minutes, I think, of buffer, yeah. right, between when the broadcast starts on USA. So hopefully that works out. But yeah, make sure you start recording maybe the end of the Xfinity race if you are going to DVR yes. this. Yes, good, good, good suggestion there. Okay, well, everybody, have a lovely weekend of racing. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix, dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. 
The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Lovinato, and I'll catch you after the checkered flag.